hello, my spiritual hot moms. Hello, my spiritual hot gals. And welcome back to the Spiritual Hot Momship Podcast. I am your host, Marissa Lace, and this is the podcast where we talk all things self-love, spirituality, wellness, law of attraction, the magic of motherhood, as well as the radiant realness. This podcast is your tool and resource to really coming into an energy of creating a life you love and being someone you love. I am so excited about today's episode with my dear, dear friend, Sam Oscarow. And if you guys do not know Sam yet, you're going to be obsessed with her. She is my absolute queen. I love her. And before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to kind of do a little bit of a life update. I wanted to chat with you guys. I have some updates for you. And we are almost done with month one of Healing Girl Summer in our membership. And you guys, it has been so amazing. We started Healing Girl Summer with our seven-day radiance reset. um, And that was really just a week of calling back our energy, grounding our energy, getting really clear about our goals, our intentions, and where our time and money is going. In this podcast with Sam, we dive into how she's in her stingy girl era and Healing Girl Summer in general. But I did want to let you guys know that Healing Girl Summer, which is our monthly membership for July, August, and September, um, it is a little bundle deal. So you get three months in the membership um, and it's on sale right now. I opened it back up. So if you guys were hesitant in getting into Healing Girl Summer, um, now is your last chance to get in. And it has been so magical. We've done so many sound baths. There's so many meditations. There's energy updates. There's walking meditations. And really, it's just the hub and the source for you to go to for all of your self-love, spirituality, law of attraction, and just all the healing tools that you need. So there's so much magic in there. And there will be a link down below for you guys to check out the membership if you're new. And it just has been so delightful. I've been feeling really called to do more energy updates in there. And the energy within the collective recently has felt kind of chaotic a little bit. Um, and it's wild to witness. I definitely will be recording an episode or two shortly with another one of my girlfriends about kind of the energy that we're seeing online. And, you know, whether you watch people like Sam and I who are heavy on YouTube or you watch a lot of TikTokers or you're just in, you know, one of the online realms, it seems like no matter what community you're in, it's like these waves of hate are hitting creators so hard right now. And it's very interesting to witness and you know even if you're not online like seeing the attack of like just women against each other within the past couple years has been pretty crazy and it has been very interesting to witness and to kind of see and again whether you're online or not I think we all deal with criticism and judgment and shame in our life on some level and really calling back our power in those moments is most important having compassion for people in the moment is most important. So I just want to remind anyone, if you're feeling like the world is against you, if you are feeling like you have just a lot of heaviness in your heart right now, if you're feeling just kind of overwhelmed and stressed, I want to remind you that you are so safe and you are so loved and today gets to be different and you get to create your own reality. We have had just so much 
potent energy within the membership recently that there's been a lot of like transformations happening. The Capricorn full moon that we just had felt super big, super powerful. It was a super full moon. That was like the closest the moon has been to earth, I believe, uh, this like so far this year. And it was a very, very powerful full moon. So then we have a new moon coming up towards the end of this month. And that training in our membership is going to be amazing. There's a whole new moon manifestation practice to do. There's a meditation and I can't wait for you guys to see that. So ah, it has just been a delightful and expansive time over here. I don't know about you guys. It just feels like one of those tower moments where everything is like falling apart to come together. You know what I mean? And Ooh, we're just rolling through the punches, y'all. We are rolling through the punches. And before we jump into today's episode, something that I did want to talk about was the importance of friendship in motherhood. The importance of friendship in motherhood. And, you know, Sam and I covered so many amazing topics and we will definitely be doing another podcast episode or two together. We have already been talking about other things we want to talk about, but, you know, through my connection to Sam, who we became friends when I kind of first was pregnant, very early in my pregnancy. And whether you have someone that you have found through online, you found someone through a mommy circle, you found someone through work, whatever it may be, however you find these people, it is so important to have people in your life that you feel safe to be yourself. You feel safe to be yourself and you feel safe to come to them with whatever you're feeling in your heart. And also to know that like you are deserving of friendships, you are deserving of connections that see you for your full self, not just people in your life who want to see you struggle, not people in your life who you're scared to tell them your wins or your struggles. I feel and see so often that It's almost like women have this innate feeling within them deep down where it's like someone else, another woman's win is taking away from them. And I want to remind you that the people in your life are showing you where your energy is. And what I mean by that is it's kind of like that saying of, you know, that quote where it's like you are the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. When we are seeing where our time and energy is going with our connections, we get that is like a huge breakthrough for so many of realizing where we have connections in our life where maybe you are just like the go-to soundboard for people where they only come to you when they want to complain and then you feel like you need to you know meet them on that energetic level and you know then you start complaining then you start bashing your partner then you start you know talking about what's quote-unquote going wrong in your life just to make them feel better and I see it so often where people feel as if like that is something to bond over and like you see so many friendships where the only thing they have in common is the people that they don't like and so I want to like welcome you and ask you and challenge you to look at your conversations with your people whether it's your partner whether it's your friends whether it's your co-workers to look at where your energy is going is it adding to your alignment or is it throwing off your alignment because the people that we surround ourselves with honestly creates our reality just as much as like how we show up in our morning rituals and our nighttime rituals and loving ourselves enough to take ownership of the connections that we're making and that what we're bonding over what we are bonding over and especially as mothers like it's so important to have that strong connection with other women even if it is just one or two other women in all actuality I have maybe two or three super super close friends who I feel like I can 100% be myself around who no matter what's going on I can come to them and in all actuality I feel like we see online a lot these 
kind of, (laughs) I was just talking to my friend Chelsea when we were in Mount Shasta about this of, you know, she was pointing out, she's like, I feel like it's sold to us that we should have this big community of women. And in all actuality, like it's super hard to have like 10 best friends. And like, that's so true. That is so fucking true. So I just wanted to like give us that little tidbit of like, instead of looking at, oh, where do I need to like totally change everything and burn everything to the ground? I ask you and welcome you just to take a little bit of a shift in your mindset today and start thinking about who you spend most of your time with. Start thinking about who you communicate the most with. And that whole quote and saying about the five, you know, the five people that you surround yourself with, like that sort of quote, that also goes for online. Like who are you following? What are you listening to? What energy are you intaking? Because that energy is also like riding with us the rest of the day. So if anyone has been feeling super burnt out, if anyone is feeling like not inspired, if anyone is feeling just super disconnected, like this is a great place to start. And also with that, within Healing Girl Summer, we did a seven-day Radiance Reset, right? And that got me super inspired to open back up our Radiance Reset Bundle, which if you are new, the Radiance Reset Bundle is basically a whole course, a whole package, all on creating your own Radiance Reset, creating your own, you know, chapter of life of really hitting the reset button, of creating more motivation, coming back to your power. And, you know, for anyone who is feeling like they're really disconnected from their routines, they're really disconnected from your power, your heart, your inner goddess, or just your life in general, if you're feeling just lost a bit, if you are feeling like you need to reignite the fire within your heart for your life, then this bundle is for you. It is on sale right now. It includes the seven-day Radiance Reset Challenge, which has daily intentions, actions, meditations, the whole nine yards. And then there also is a masterclass training on creating your mid-year reset and creating goals and intentions that really matter for you. Of course, there are meditations for moving through self-sabotage and you know, really looking at why we are feeling disconnected. Um, One of my favorite things in there is the Radiance Reset journaling practice for really hitting the reset button as well as releasing resistance around our goals, our self, our life, and kind of looking at where we're living in autopilot. Of course, there is, you know, a full morning ritual, morning practice, and one of my other favorite things, you guys, is the walking meditations um, as well as the main character energy training. And the main character energy training is all about becoming someone you love, creating a life you love, and really how to tap into that energy. Um, So there's so much in there. There's literally so many videos, audio trainings, meditations, and I just wanted to reopen the bundle that, you know, really supports you in hitting the reset button for creating more momentum in your life towards motivation, towards creating a life you love. Um, And it just, it's so powerful. And I love all of you who are already in it. Um, It is something new. So whether you did the seven day radiance reset in Healing Girl Summer, or you did the bundle a couple years ago there's a ton of new content in there because I did create that bundle before I was a mama and so now um, there's new trainings and meditations going up specifically for mamas especially like when you're feeling overtouched or outtouched or burned out Um, I think really honoring that chapter of life when you're a mom is super important like honoring all those feelings that you have so that will be linked down below and that is going to be on sale for a week 
And yeah, let's jump into today's episode. And I hope you guys find so much value in it. Sam Oscarell is a beautiful, 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 not only mama, but online creator. She creates health and wellness content. She really is like my just spiritual BFF for all things manifesting and mama life. You guys will love her content. She has a YouTube channel. She's on Instagram. We are getting her on the TikTok and it just has been such a delight to hold this conversation with her and you guys will not regret listening to this episode. Let's dive in. Hello. Hi. Oh my gosh, so exciting. Are we on right now? We will. I'll edit this part out. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I just want to (laughs) let everybody know something. (laughs) Tell me. What are we telling people? Okay, everybody, I have seasonal allergies and an ear infection, so I'm super congested. (laughs) So I need everyone to tap into their underwater energy, and we are just going to meet Sam where she's at. (laughs) Mermaid energy. (laughs) Listen, we are manifesting dolphin harmony energetics today. Do you know how I got this ear infection? Jared dunked me underwater. (laughs) Divorce. All I hear is divorce. Exactly. Uh, Well, Sam, how are you feeling today? You know, I just got my vlog edited and uploaded and it's going live in like an hour. And wow, it's like, it's, it's work. It's, I mean, you know. I do know. Being a working mom is something that... First off, you never give yourself enough credit for. I feel like I'm always reminding you every single day that you are a working mother and a hot mom homemaker. I feel like millennials are in this state where, you know, we're really this in-between time. We are creating a new way of motherhood, and I think you're a perfect example of that. Thank you. I think that way about you, too. I mean, you're doing so many things, but that's the other thing millennials I saw this funny meme it was like we're expected to gentle parent but then eat super organic but then have these booming businesses because we have so much more opportunities than our parents did but then we're all supposed to find balance and work out and care about being you know in this peaceful state of mind it's like you have to laugh at that because how can you tap into all of those things you really, you really cannot. And I feel like <laughs> you and I pop off about this at least twice a week, but the balance is an illusion. Like the whole idea of perfection is an illusion. And I think both being influencers, you see behind the scenes that a lot of people don't in the fact of like most of these ideal situations are curated. Yes. But then at the same time, it's like, we're expecting ourselves to do just simply what we're seeing online when even online, like a Again, it's curated. It is. And I think also, too, we've been influencers for a very long time. I'm going on my seventh year, and which is crazy. And I was an influencer before I was a mom. And then there's so many of these new TikTok moms where during the pandemic, they became influencers while already being moms. So only knowing it that way. So I think that for me, I had such an unhealthy relationship with work in my mid 20s and early 20s of like, you know, no days off, just work, work, work. And finding the balance of like, wait, we we can't do it like that anymore. We as in me and myself, <laughs> we can't do it like that anymore, being a mom. And I think for 
you do something, your routine is a certain way for seven years and then to just change it, that's been really difficult for me. Yeah. And I mean, let's talk about that. Like, let's talk about you became a mom during the pandemic. I got pregnant during, you know, the later end of the pandemic. And not only that, but, you know, your career was really established before Violet came. Sam has a daughter, Violet. And, you know, really looking at this piece of us that gets super attached to our work rhythm, our work routine, and kind of what you and I have been speaking about in our personal friendship is, you know, kind of like our addiction, if you will, our obsession with like, wanting to stay the most productive, wanting to stay the most like in route of what we view as success. And Sam, I would love to hear from you kind of how your relationship with work has changed, and how you now view your working life now as a mom. Well, it's gone through its ebbs and flows. Jared thinks it's funny when I use that expression, but I mean, that's what it's going through. I mean, I'm in it. So I know a lot of people when they're sharing advice, they've already got to the destination, but like, I'm still on the journey. So I mean, the beginning I, when Violet was a newborn, I was like, okay, this isn't so bad because she would go in the swing and then I would edit and then she would nap on my chest and... I just felt like, okay, maybe I can do this. And then it just turned into, you know, I she was really breastfeeding a lot. I was exclu- exclusively breastfeeding. And that's when I first realized, like, it's not about work right now. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really take a maternity leave. I just, I was still uploading. I was uploading less, but I was still uploading. And I think that I'm somebody that I value my self-worth and like my to-do list like if I'm being productive I feel good about myself if I'm being lazy I don't feel good about myself and I'm somebody that truly can't sit still so I think that breastfeedings forced me to surrender and to lay there and like feed my daughter which is the most important thing to me and then as I started you know we you know we changed our routine a little and I just felt like I was always like at this tug of war with work and her work and her work and her. And now I feel like making her the priority and she's always been the priority, but realizing that I'm not going to be the same YouTuber as somebody without a child. Right. Well, and that's something, you know, you and I talk about a lot. And I talked about this in my newest motherhood update video, but there's a part of being an influencer and being a mom where you kind of don't feel safe to take a break. Like in our generation of influencer, it was taught to us and really instilled in us that if we take a break, we become irrelevant. And the worst thing you can do as an influencer is become irrelevant. And I remember, Sam, I was texting you probably the first day I got home after labor and I was editing my labor and delivery vlog. And I look back on it now and I'm like, holy shit. Like, Sam, do you look back and you're like, I should have taken a maternity break. I wish I left for like six months. Yes. I wish that I would have taken a break. And I have so many friends now 
who, you know, are in whether it's the coaching space, the influencing space, whatever work path you are on, it is so important to really honor this newborn time, like really honor not only the end of your pregnancy, the third trimester, but also the fourth trimester that, you know, not enough people talk about in our culture and having this time to really honor your last few moments of being, you know, just you and your partner or just you. And I remember, Sam, in your birth vlog, there was this part where in your old house, you were out by the pool, it was nighttime with Jared. And you know, you were talking about how or he was talking about how it's the last couple moments of just you two. And I think for a lot of people that we don't even realize that we don't realize the sacred energy of really honoring our transition from maiden to mother of, you know, letting ourselves awaken into this new version of us and kind of how you're talking about where, you know, you are someone who you very much find value in your to-do list. You find value in your productivity. You find your self-worth in what you're getting done. And I feel that it's in those newborn days that just like you said, we surrender to the human beingness of us. And we are a human being, not a human doing. And as women who are brought up in the whole like girl boss culture, it is interesting to now be integrating into motherhood. So what is some like new mom advice that you wish you would have heard in the first, you know, the first couple weeks with Violet? The first couple weeks, I feel like the first couple weeks, I was like, so out of it. I feel like my better <laughs> advice is like toddler mom, maybe because I'm in it now. Yeah, toddler mom pop off. I, I feel like with toddler mom, toddlers, like, I have a almost two year old, she's gonna be two next month. And I feel like two-year-old, almost two-year-olds and two-year-olds, they can't be alone, not even for a second. And like, we could be in the same room and I have to be concerned what she's doing. And so I think I didn't, I wasn't around a lot of kids before I had a baby. And I think that now that I know, I would probably be, you know, a really, I'd probably give really good advice to myself now after like living it like I wish I could go back and be like hey but it they are really a lot of fun and if you embrace this time it's like reliving your childhood Mm. if you embrace this time if you have that tug of war where you're like okay I'm you know we're playing but I have work in the back of my mind it's not gonna work you're gonna you're just not going you're not gonna feel present you're not gonna feel good and going back to the newborn stage when me and you uploaded our um, labor and delivery vlogs, look at how a part of us wasn't present with our newborn. So I'm trying to do things differently while Violet is a toddler. And when me and her are playing, we are playing. Like I might have like 30 missed calls or text messages, but like when we're playing, we're playing. Like we were in the pool the other day and we were pretending we were mermaids. And, like, time was flying, and we were just, like, having so much fun. But on days where I'm thinking about, like, okay, what kind of thumbnail do I want to get? Or what kind of clips? Or what do I want to make for dinner that I'm filming? And those are the days that I'm playing with her. I notice that it's hard for me because I'm thinking about work. So I really have to, and this is my personality, maybe not everybody's, but I have to have that clear separation of, like, when I'm working, I'm working. And when I am playing with my daughter, I'm playing with my daughter. 
Yes. And the well, lines cannot be blurred. And that's, and that's why I'm not really a mommy blogger, I feel like, where I give people see her in my vlogs and know I'm a mom and never want to hide the fact that I'm a mom. But I don't give like a lot, a lot of tips on her and her activities and what we're doing throughout the day. Because when I'm with her, I'm with her. 1000%. And something that I was going to say is just as someone who has like the pleasure, obviously, of being your real friend, I think that you, Sam, as a mom, I'll literally cry. You know, I'm such an emotional bitch. Oh my God. Oh, but like, <laughs> Sam and I are always crying, voice noting each other. It is a fucking mess all the time. And but I, I was going to say, that Sam is such a great mom and I feel like there's parts of Sam that of course like don't make it to the vlog don't make it online and that is of course like the part of us that I mean in our job in our work it it is sacred to keep parts of ourselves to just us and you know like you said you have you have that boundary and that is what creates a more healthy sort of dynamic in your home whether it's with Jared whether it's with Violet whether it's yourself at the end of the night when your head is hitting the pillow but if I could say anything as Sam's friend who has the pleasure of knowing her in real life is that she is an amazing amazing mother and I think (laughs) thank you and I think that if there's one thing that people like even just our generation if we could focus on one thing I think it is kind of that that separation of knowing that okay when I'm with my daughter, I am with my daughter. And I'm the same way where, you know, it's putting the phone away, it's putting the screens down, it's not rushing from the next next task to another. And it's letting our children know that when we are with them, we are with them. No, and and you're really great at that. Thank you. And um, it goes back to kind of, you know, the whole like little slogan that I have for spiritual hot mom shit. It's like, you know, we set the intention every day to be patient, to be present and to love unconditionally. And when you are setting the intention every single morning to know that you are choosing to be patient with your child. And in that moment, you are choosing to be present. And when we are present, when we have a screen away, when we have whatever, you know, is going to get done that needs to get done, when we put it at the back of our mind and we just are present with our child, it's so much easier to choose patience. It's so much easier to choose that love. I also think that I do have another side to me where like I'm this goofy silly mom where me and Violet are doing voices and we're having dance parties and sometimes I do wish that they made it to vlogs but then I also remember that like taking out my camera does kill the moment because I got to check the angle I got to make sure we're in focus and then like Violet is just sitting there and doesn't understand what's going on and um so yeah so then that side doesn't make it to YouTube (laughs) 1000%. And I think, you know, Sam, there's another part of you that you have shared with me that you really want to talk more about. And so I want to start a conversation to kind of help you feel more empowered in this. And you guys didn't even know you were going to be getting this type of advice today, bitches. Ooh, but is this Sam, stingy girl? We're getting into stingy girl. This is even better. This is abundant girl energy. So Sam is actually incredibly good at finances. Sam is incredibly good with money. Sam is incredibly good with speaking about, you know, what she wishes she would have done differently in her, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, whatever it may be. So Sam... For all of the women listening, what are three small things that you think every woman should be doing financially? I think that everybody should have a savings account, one with at least um, a pers- like a yield percentage, like 
an American Express savings account would be a good example because if you just have like a what kind of bank um like bank of america or something your money's not doing anything for you it's almost like taking money and putting it under your mattress it's never going to grow so i would a hundred percent open a savings account because it's nothing extra you have to do you don't have to go get another job or do anything and i would open a savings account and i would start saving and i told you this I would start saving 20% of your income if you can. If you can't, you know, do 15. But don't not save because you are, you know, you're saying you're living paycheck to paycheck. Find where you can cut. Like for me, if that was the situation I was in, maybe it would be like I wouldn't get my nails done anymore. Maybe we would downgrade to one car. Maybe... I would move, move somewhere more affordable, but I would definitely prioritize saving because it will make you feel empowered. Yes. And then what's the third one? Um, I mean, I would, I mean, you said small things. I was going to say I would start investing because I, I mean, I know it's not small, but I would start investing, especially for anybody younger listening to this, because when you're younger, time is on your side. It can mm-hmm. only help you. People that get into real estate when they've already made it. So think like maybe your parents or you know somebody in their 50s and up, it's like they have less time to make mistakes. They have less time for assets to grow. When you're in your 20s, you you have time is on your side. You can have a you know really great asset. Oh, I'm actually going to give a fourth tip. A fourth tip is I would house hack. If I could go back in time, in my early 20s, I would house hack, which basically means I would buy a duplex. I would rent out the other side to anybody, whether it's a friend or just put it on Zillow and get renters. And then your renters are paying your mortgage because you're going to live in the other side. Think like mm-hmm. a townhouse, duplex, something like that. Right. Well, and something that you tell me all the time is that you didn't really start getting super serious about your savings or investing and things like that until, you know, what we consider like much later out of almost out of our 20s. Yeah. So I got into the stock market right out of college only because I was going to school for finances and I or finance and I just I took I had to take a lot of stock and options classes. So you know, I'd put like $100 in this and that. So nothing crazy. Um, but it definitely gave me the like, the the mind to do something like that, the idea. But as far as like growing like my bigger savings account, yes, I didn't really get in. I didn't really start thinking I needed to until I was 26. Kind of saved a little. 27, kind of saved a little. 28, saved a lot. Because I just started seeing that like, wow, what what am, you have to go through your finances. You can't just say tomorrow I'm going to just start saving. No, you have to go through and see what your bills are and start from there. 1000%. And I think it's important what you said, Sam, because a lot of people don't want to have this hard conversation of if you really cannot be saving money, if you are in a position where you don't feel like you have quote unquote, like extra income, it's time to look at where we're kind of living outside of our means. And if that means going to one car, if that means moving somewhere that's a little bit more affordable or downsizing, so you can start saving. Because you know, Sam and I talk a lot about, you know, the current state of the world, if you will. And 
I think it's important, especially for women, especially for moms to feel safe in their finances, to feel like they have options and you'll never regret saving money. You'll never Never. regret working out. You'll never regret like doing, you know, I don't even view it as a sacrifice. It's one of these things where it's like, you're doing something your future self will thank you for. And I think this is a perfect segue, Sam, to move into our selfish girl era phase, our selfish okay. girl era, our stingy girl era, whatever I you call want to call it. I call her stingy girl. Yeah, you do call it stingy girl era. I just didn't want to out you like that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Guys, I'm in my stingy girl era, but I mean that in a couple ways. Well, and let me say this too, because I think when you first told me about it, because I'm in my healing girl summer era, as well as like we got a little sprinkle of the stingy girl era, because I think that a lot of people, you know, they say that they don't have time for themselves. They don't have resources for themselves. Like, oh, I'm just burnt out. I'm touched out by the end of the day. And I want to point out that like doing something like a stingy girl era, a healing girl era, it is taking full like power back in your life. So tell us about your stingy girl era. Well, I'm a recovering people pleaser. So it's like I'm all or nothing. I'm like 100% a people pleaser. I'm 100% a stingy girl. But stingy girl era started with my time because I'm a mom now. And anybody that's a mom listening to this is going to get it, especially when you're in the thick of it. Thick of it is like Lila's age, a newborn, um, Violet's age, toddlers, like under six, I guess we'll say, like the Mm -hmm. real thick of it where they're not in school yet and they are, you know, they need you. And I can get very depleted because of what I was saying before of I give Violet 110%. When I'm playing with her, I'm playing with her. When I'm doing an activity with her, I'm doing an activity with her. When we're going to Target, it's all about her. It's listening to Moana on the way there. And (laughs) when we're shopping, it's You know, if she wants to take forever trying to help me push the cart, then that's what we're doing. So my whole life is like a little bit slow in slow motion because I'm letting Violet help me do everything because that brings her joy. So at the end of the day, I don't want to go get coffee with somebody I don't know because like I would in my LA days where it was all about networking and it was all about like, you know, making more friends and this and that. And now I'm realizing when people hit me up on social media, it's not to be rude. It's just, I have to move out of that people pleaser way. Like, you know what? I I guess I could go get coffee. You know, like I could go do that. But it's like, I haven't seen my grandpa in two weeks who lives down the road. Like if I have the extra time, I'm going to go hang out with him. Definitely. And I think you and I have, even though we're at different stages of motherhood with, you know, Violet really in her toddler time and Lila, I mean, this girl is too smart. I need her to chill a little bit. I feel like I have a toddler some days, but (laughs) like, like we've really realized that everything in our life, whether it's a brand deal, whether it's a fight with our partner, whether it's somebody wanting to take us to coffee to pick our brain, whatever it may be, at the end of the day, it's taking from our daughters. And that is how I view everything now. Even if it's like James and I getting into a disagreement and, you know, we refuse to have conversations like that in front of Lila. So, you know, luckily if we have family there, it's like, oh, we're going to go talk for five minutes. And then once those five minutes are done, I'm like, okay, well, this is now taking away from Lila. And if it's a brand deal, 
feel that's not feeling like aligned. And I've, I mean, I messaged you the other day where I was like crying on the phone, just being like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to let everyone down. And, and I told you to cancel it. (laughs) Yeah. And I did, I canceled it. I reached out and I was like, Hey, I love you guys so much. And it's hard when, and you've been in this situation, Sam, but it's hard when people are practically begging to pay you and you're like, well, I just, I don't like your product. And kind of like when people just are quote unquote, trying to be your friend and you're like, I don't have the time. I don't have the right. space. Like, I think that entering everyone can enter a stingy girl era in the sense of getting really fucking intentional with your time and your money, because something else you didn't mention, Sam, and I'm going to, I'm going to blow this up for a second is realizing how much people are always just trying to sell us on something. Oh yeah. Oh, so so then that's the next part. So one of I also told another friend, the stingy girl era. And she was saying that she has this other friend that like every time they hang out, it has to be this big expensive thing. Like either getting lunch at a hotel or renting a boat or going on vacation or a weekend um, staycation. It's always spending more money than she wants to. And that's where you guys have to tap into your stingy girl era where it's like, Okay, if you're prioritizing savings, then going for a, you know, $250 lunch does not align with that. Oh, my God. Sam, if you're hanging out with people who are going for $250 lunches, we got to talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> I actually. That better be a fucking group bill. <laughs> I had a four person dinner. Um, it was a lot more expensive than that. And me and Jared were pissed when we went home because we were like. Any parents listening, you'll know if you go out for dinner, you know, without your child, you know how much planning you had to do beforehand. You have to get a sitter. You have to get the sitter and the baby dinner. You have to make sure they're fed, that they have movies to watch, that they have games to play, that she knows how to do the bath time, the bedtime. You got to keep checking in. It's like a production. Mm -hmm. And we went to the steakhouse. The bill came to $700 beforehand jared said he was treating everyone oh my god <laughs> not jared bear oh and um we went home pissed so that's oh, why that's that kind of ignited the stingy girl eric because i said i am not doing that like we didn't pick the place i guess it was up to us to have like looked into it beforehand but anyway i mean jared if you ask jared he really enjoyed his steak um <laughs> <laughs> I'm Our not... favorite Capricorn. Yeah. Oh, like, God. he can't say something's wrong with it. Well, I, he's like, well, you know, I did really enjoy the steak. He's anyway. trying to find anything worth the value. Make sure to follow uh, Mortgage by Jared on uh, Instagram and TikTok, guys. Yeah, if you're buying in Florida, 100%. But anyway, I mean, stingy girl era can mean so many things. It can mean that when you go to Whole Foods, you're going to shop the perimeter instead of just buying everything you need. And then what Marissa was saying about, like everyone's always trying to sell you people. I'm not even, we're not even just saying like, like um, a product or something. We're saying someone's Mm -hmm. always trying to sell what they need from you. Like think about when you wake up in the morning and someone texts you to do something, they're getting something off their to-do list and now putting it on yours. Like they can go on with their Monday morning because they just emailed you what was on their to-do list. So I started realizing that, that like everybody is kind of, not everybody. And this sounds so like, I don't know, rude, but like people are out for themselves. And when I became a mom, that's when I really realized it because I do have a lot less time in the day. 
Yeah, 1000%. And I don't think that's rude at all. I think that there is this conversation that women don't want to have because we don't want to be perceived as a bitch or a problem or rude. But like, it's not rude to admit that like, hey, my life comes first. And it's almost as if we are just tapping into the energy that most people have throughout their day anyway. And I know before you become a mom, it feels like moms are annoying. And it's like, okay, you have a kid. Well, you chose to have a kid. And it's like, well, yeah, I did. So like, this is my life. This is my reality now. And some people people are willing to meet you there and some people aren't and you know diving into what you said Sam about you know people are always texting you about what they need what they want I would love for us to talk about well let's stay in the stingy girl era for one second because I think this is important of exactly what you're saying it's not just people selling you a product but it's really looking at what Sam said about being a recovering people pleaser so how in your life are you always giving away your time and your energy and even your resources how are you becoming a yes man to everyone in your life and I think it's really important to reflect on are these people who would also say yes to you are these people who also like would be saying yes to you because that was a huge thing for me like my people pleasing came from almost like I felt like my value was what I could give and how I could help other people yes. and then it just like it turned really bitter when I realized like oh these people are not here for me and my friendship with Sam actually was such a fucking blessing because Sam really showed me Sam had to wake me up a couple times and be like bitch that is not your <laughs> no friend. way bitch that is not your friend like <laughs> But you do that to me too. I think I think another segue is like me and you both lived in LA and as fun and aesthetically pleasing as it is there and the weather is the chef's kiss, but it was also very traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Me and you are still healing from our LA trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, and what Sam is referencing is that energy of everyone wanting something for you and to feel like, you know, you have these people who are your really close friends. And at the end of the day, like they just liked what you brought to their table. That's where I, I, I realized that I needed to change and I didn't necessarily do it all at, you know, one. It, it, like I said earlier in this conversation, everything for me is like, I'm not at the destination where I can tell you guys, like, it all worked out. It's great. It's like, I'm still doing it. Like, I still have a hard time saying no to people. Like, I still sometimes say yes, even when I don't want to. And Jared's always like, why did you do that? But then, like, also, I realized that a lot of people in my life don't have a realistic expectation for me. Like whenever I'm in New York, I feel like I have to tell every single person that lives there that I'm in New York because someone's feelings are hurt that I didn't have dinner with them or we didn't go on a hike or a walk or something like that. Not even thinking that one, I just traveled there with a baby, which is really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lot of times there for work. Like me and Jared own properties there. He worked there. Like a lot of times we're in and out. And it's not to be rude. It's not to be. And so I used to overextend myself like, okay, I'll meet up with you. I'll meet up with you. I'll meet up with you. And then at the end of the day, I'm depleted and it's time to give my child a bath. And it's like, I'm not having fun at bath time. And it's like, I would have just rather gone on like a beautiful walk and lunch with my husband and baby. And, you know, if when I'm there longer, then meet up with people. But when I'm there for such a short time, I have to realize that like people have to have real, real expectations of me. And that I'm just not going to be the same. I'm not in the same season as they're in not having kids. 
Definitely. And I think that, you know, what you said too about like the realistic expectations and even what you said about, you know, you're still on the journey. When we see people who are, you know, kind of selling this image that they have it all figured out, that is them having it figured out for just the season that they're in. I think this idea that we're going to reach one place and we're going to be happy and we're never going to have to do the work again. We're never going to have to put in effort again. It is really like, a facade and an illusion. The daily work and the daily alignment of, you know, spiritual hot mom energy is being open to saying yes to yourself that day. The work is like being present in that moment to maintain that energy of simply being open to figuring it out. And I, I think that, you know, where a lot of moms kind of like shoot themselves in the foot is thinking and having this idea that, oh, I'm just not there yet. Oh, I'm not happy yet. Oh, I don't have it figured out yet. And the like little secret sauce, the like manifestation that you're actually wanting is the surrender in the moment is exactly what I say time and time again of like patience, presence and unconditional love of being in the moment and knowing that this is the moment that you get to like really change your mindset of exactly like you're saying, Sam, like kind of people have these unrealistic expectations of you. We can't have unrealistic expectations of ourselves. We're allowed to have standards of how we treat ourselves, how we live our life, how we speak about ourselves, everything like that. But to think that you're going to reach this one place and have it all figured out and never have to work at it again is an illusion. And we're setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. And when I joined that tennis group with other moms, I realized what like friendships with moms are like, especially with kids, my daughter's age is that like some people would cancel five minutes before tennis started because their baby broke out in a rash or um, got sick or the sitter didn't come. And everybody is so understanding. And I just, I've never seen something like that before. And it was very, eye-opening for me to see that like being friends with people in your season is helpful very helpful because they understand and no one's going to guilt you for it like I was late at this event for a friend that isn't a mom yet she does want to be a mom but she isn't yet and I she like bashed me and I was like very still in the thick of breastfeeding Violet and I wanted to make sure she was breastfed before I left and then would, you know, get the bottle from Jared and all this. And our friendship was very weird after that. And I was like 15, 20 minutes late. I had to drive four hours to get there, be away from my baby for over four hours because it just, that was the drive. And then there was the event and then driving home. It was like literally an all day thing. And they only saw that I was 15 or 20 minutes late for their big day. Right. And it's like, that's why the season I'm in right now, I do choose to hang out with moms that kind of get it because they get that I might have to cancel last minute. They get that, oh, Violet's having a tantrum right now. So is my son. Let's just, let's go home early. Like this other mom, we met at the park and then we were going to get lunch. Well, the kids got overtired and we were like, you know what? Let's just skip lunch. I like that easygoing friendship right now of people that are in my season. 
Definitely. And I think that, you know, that's a perfect segue into the next topic of like really sacred sisterhood in motherhood is like so underrated and so important. And it's funny, Sam, I think a lot of people might not even know that we were friends, let alone like how good of friends we are. And at the end of the day, like you need to have people in your corner, whether it's people you meet online, whether it's people you meet at the coffee shop or through a mom group, like having people who just fucking get you and also giving friendships time to blossom into that because I think a lot of people go into it thinking that I mean just like dating people have this illusion that someone should know how to love you right away someone should know how to be a good friend to you right away and in all actuality like every friendship is going to be different and you know Sam and I were we didn't start out with just like crying voice memos to each other every day like it definitely built into a friendship and so you met Jared first yeah. <laughs> oh yes I met Jared first years ago I met Jared uh at an apartment very 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 funny story TBT old life um and it's it's wild to witness how when you give the same way that you want other people to give you grace in life and have that understanding, when you give friendships time to blossom and you don't hold an illusion of who someone should be or how they should react and you just have standards in your life of how you want to be treated, like everything gets to be, it gets to change really. So, so oh, we have a man with a small penis and a loud car driving by. <laughs> oh my God. I think we get it, sir. I think that's also the thing that I realized about our friendship and other friendships I have is that, like, I don't have to be on the same page with all of my friends and they don't have to be on my same page with with what I'm doing. And you can still be really great friends. That's what I've realized in motherhood, because motherhood teaches you patience, but it also teaches you to, like just see things in a different light. Like I saw this cranky mom the other day. She was so cranky in Target and another person might like judge her and be like, wow, she's like a mean mom. But it's like, you don't know that her kid wasn't just throwing a tantrum in the car. She had to take him out of the car seat, bring him to Target. He's crying. That just to see that everybody's looking at her. And then she has to bring him back in the car, this time with bags of groceries, put him back in the car seat. It's like, you start to just have more compassion, I feel like. And it's just made me see that like in my 20s, like if someone didn't agree with me, I was just, it's just like that being young and dumb, you know, you're like, mm-hmm. we're not on the same page with things. But then it's like, I kind of like, I have friends that are going to homeschool. I have friends that are going to do different school. You know what I mean? It's like, I just, I feel like when you become a mom, don't listen to people online that say, don't join mom groups. Don't, you know, the moms that are like, I'm not going to change guys. Don't worry. Like, I'm still going to be hip. I'm still going to have the same friends. I'm still gonna, it's like, no, embrace that. Like when you don't know what to do, you get to call on your mom tribe, which I have and ask them like, Hey, what do you think I should do here? Or even just listening to you rant about like mom life. Definitely. And I think that, you know, with that, like motherhood, kind of gives you everything that you wanted as a young adult. It gives you purpose. It gives you clarity. It gives you really this deeper understanding of like everything will get done and you're the only one putting that shame and pressure on yourself. And when we give other people the same type of exactly like you're saying, like, you know, understanding of like the season that we're in, when we give people that understanding, when we give people the patience and kind of like just 
a, it's almost like a deep sigh. You know what I mean? Like you're relaxing your body. You're not feeling as like tense and you're kind of just making room in your life to finally go with the flow for once. And I think that um, what we see a lot online is this like toxic mom culture of like hating being a mom. And so then we, we see it. We see people complaining about moms. We see people complaining about children who are too loud. And then we see moms who are I mean, essentially like shitting on their children, shitting on their partner, shitting on their life. And then we start to be like, oh, wait, is that how I'm supposed to feel about motherhood? Yes. yes. I, I feel like <laughs> if you see me out, like my daughter is running around the restaurant. My daughter is running around the doctor's office. Like we, me and Jared are so, Jared is actually one of the best gentle parents I've ever met. Like it comes very intuitive to him. Whereas I need to brush up on tips on like, you know, online or I actually did get a gentle parenting book that's really helpful to break down like the psychology of it. But Hmm. for like a lot of the gentle parenting stuff, it's like it's going to take time and it's easier to just yell at your kid, but it's harder to walk them through the things. And I feel like society wants you to just yell at them. That's the reaction they're expecting. Like, wait, why isn't this mom yelling at her kid? She doesn't discipline her kid. It's like, no, I'm actually trying to show Violet what I want her to do, the choices I want her to make. And that's actually going to be more beneficial for her for the next time. Right. And I think where that mindset mindset shift comes in is being the mother that we needed and reminding ourselves that motherhood like can be really healing and it again goes back to the same thing I remind myself and you and I talk about of like being patient and being present and just through those two things like comes this unconditional love of trying to be understanding from your child's standpoint whether they are a baby whether they are a toddler I find that a lot of people you know whenever I'm posting TikToks about, you know, gentle parenting, it's like, oh, we'll just wait till they're a toddler. And it seems almost that society has this idea and understanding of we love pregnant women. Oh, we love babies. But the moment that your child has a voice, the moment that your child has an opinion, we need to shut them up and shut them down. And it's almost as if we... It's almost like I see it, you know, like energetically, I see how moms get so frustrated and frazzled when their little baby starts to have a voice, their little baby starts to have an opinion. And so it's almost like we try shutting it down because it doesn't fit the projection that we thought they would be or who they would be or what they would like, you know, right. And when I had this realization that with motherhood, it gets to be healing when you show up as the mother you needed, meaning all we want as children is to like be understood and to be heard and to feel as if our voice matters. And, you know, even when you are, you and I are on the phone or when we're voice noting and, you know, the girls are talking in the back, whether it's, you know, Lila with her few words or Violet having a full conversation, like we pause what we're doing to simply honor their energy of like, okay, I hear you. I got it. Yeah. Oh, I always answer her. And I feel like I'm almost training the people that I'm with to know that like my daughter's more important than this and that she doesn't understand. Hold on. And that like I always answer her first. Like if she's talking to me and interrupts me, then I stop what I'm doing and I talk to her because the adult I'm talking with understands that she doesn't understand. 
Yes. And it's, it's almost like we expect children to have this emotional maturity that most adults don't even have. Yeah. And I, I also don't always get it right. Like I lose my patience. I get cranky. I get agitated. Like there's only so much a person can take. But what I've learned is that if you're doing it, if you're like anybody that's doing gentle parenting or even just taking the time to explain something to your child, that's kind of gentle parenting too. You, if you're doing that the majority of the time, you can pat yourself on the back because it's not about perfection because Mm -hmm. nobody is perfect. 1000%. And I think that, you know, I meant to mention this when we were talking about like the financial part, but like the small shifts that you make create the biggest results, create the biggest miracles in your life. So when, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, getting my nails done, is just $16. It's just $20. Like, oh, it doesn't matter that much. Those small things matter. When you are reactive and, you know, you have an impatient moment, you yell at your little one, when you apologize, like that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And now Violet loves to say sorry. I think it's like, she hears me say it, but I say it a lot because it's part of my people pleaser ways. If I even like tap somebody in the grocery store or if they Mm -hmm. bump into me, I'm like, Oh, sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. Being a woman, LOL. Yeah. So she, she says that, which I'm going to have to explain to her that she's not responsible for everybody's feelings. And that's the next thing that I will be teaching her because I don't want her to have people pleasing ways, but I, I will always apologize to her. I was actually seeing it like, um, I saw a TikTok that millennial moms, um, what they do different than our moms did is that they apologize more. Mm. So it's not that, it's not that millennial moms will never get cranky. It's that, or yell at their kids. It's that they will always, not all of them. You get where I'm going with this. It's just that we have the education now that our moms didn't have we have the resources now you literally open up your phone and you get a parenting tip and I've gotten so many from like big little feelings and TikTok and you know I've implemented so many things and it really does work Yes. And so, you know, something that you and I have talked about a lot just in our friendship is kind of the effect that too much mommy content can have on you. Do you have a little bit of wisdom? I know that you and I could maybe we'll do a whole separate episode about, you know, the truth about being an influencer and a mommy and things like that. But I mean, we could literally pop off about that for a whole episode. So if you could just give people like a couple like nuggets on, you know, how you feel about essentially mom culture well I feel like always you do you if you want to share your kid share your kid if you don't want to share your kid don't share your kid that's the first wisdom the second is that if you're following accounts that make you feel bad about yourself mute them unfollow them I mean there's accounts where moms like complain about their children I always think like it's not that you can't complain about your children. Like I will go online and or in a vlog, I'll be like, wow, Violet didn't want to go down for a nap. Like it was really challenging. But if your whole brand is that, I just always think like, what if they saw that when they're older, are they going to think that they were like a nuisance or, you know what I mean? Like I, I, the internet is so much different now than when we were kids. Like it, the stuff lives there. So if you're following accounts that make you feel bad or, it's just at the end of the day, it's, it's info you're taking in and it's making you question your life. Then it's up to you to unfollow those accounts and to take action. 
um, by not like consuming that anymore. And then what else would I say? I'd say take everything with a grain of salt, just because you see one mom saying like her kid never has screen time. And then that makes you feel bad. It's like, all right, well, first of all, you don't, as somebody that's an influencer and has met so many influencers in real life, especially at events, not everything you see is what you get. Yes. I'll just the curation. I've met like vegans that weren't vegan. I've met. (laughs) I've met. I I know who you're talking about. (laughs) I've met rich people that weren't rich. Oh, that's a big one. I mean, in LA, that's a big one. In LA, that's the whole theme. But, you know, going back to what you said about, you know, pay attention to how, you know, it's making you feel. At the end of the day, we have to remember that with social media, when you are a good influencer, you want to make people feel something. And a lot of the time, I feel almost from a place of like empathy from people who don't have an understanding of social media like we do, Sam, where it's like people are wanting to cause you an emotional reaction to then up engagement. And so how on TikTok I see that manifesting is a lot of people will, you know, a normal viewer, I'm sure will see it as like a quote unquote, like vulnerable moment. But then as an influencer, I'm like, oh, they're talking about this to cause a reaction. And so if all of someone's content is quote unquote, vulnerable shares about, you know, because I think there's a difference between venting about what's going on in motherhood and straight up complaining about your child. Like you shouldn't need to essentially shame their experience every single day. Um, And that's what we see a lot. We see a lot of people like talking about being the default parent and complaining about that. Or we see a lot of people saying how, you know, complaining about the sleep and it just, it, starts to weigh on you as a mother of like, oh, yeah, I shouldn't want this. Oh, yeah, I I should be upset about this. Like those emotional reactions that you're having, it's important to check in with yourself and ask yourself if that's even your own story. Yeah, I think I think with social media, it's like, you have to remember that it we are in the entertainment industry. And even though it looks different than like watching a movie or watching Netflix, that's what you have to remember at the at the end of the day, like, for my channel, like I'm here to transport you. Like I'm here to take you from your day. Now you're into what I've put together, my life. And I'm here to serve some purpose of entertainment, whether you got a smoothie recipe, a dinner recipe, you saw a little in our life. Maybe you're interested in moving to Florida and you're interested in like what it kind of looks like here or a grocery haul. But like at the end of the day, like that's what I'm trying to put together. And I think that there's like what you're saying, there's accounts that are trying to put together controversy because at the end of the day, that is what creates more viewership um, comments than that. And I mean, for me, I've never worried about the numbers of my channel. I've worried about are people still liking my content? Are people liking um, the vlogs? Like, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. always wondering about that. Like, not always wondering, but just it's in my mind, like when I'm putting together a vlog, will people like this? Whereas some people are looking into how many hits can I get on this one video? And when you come out at it at a place like that, it's like the stimulation of I'm going to make you feel a certain kind of way. And it's going to either it's going to be a pain or pleasure. And for me, that is not my content. And for other people, it's pain or pleasure content. 
Yeah. And I think something you said about taking everything with a grain of salt, you have to remember anyone listening to this who is a mom and even Sam, you know, having this conversation with me, there is nobody who knows your child better than you do. A hundred percent. You are the expert with your child, your innate wisdom as a mother, your mother's intuition is valid. And it is something that I feel like millennial moms are tapping back into. I feel like we grew up in a culture where somebody else always knew best. And it's time to remember that your thoughts and your opinions for your child matters. Yep. Like mine is my shadow. (laughs) I always say that Violet is my shadow. She wants to be right next to me and she wants to know the plan like if she is being watched by her sitter she wants to know like the plan like okay she's gonna be here soon I'm going to be home I'm gonna be editing this vlog if you need me I will be right here like I am here I won't go upstairs until you're comfortable I won't Mm -hmm. leave the house till you're comfortable and it's an extra step whereas some moms need to just like run out and their kid gets distracted that doesn't work for mine. Like mine needs a play by play and she's not even two. So she doesn't understand everything I'm saying, but what she does understand is that I won't leave until she's comfortable. And we love that. That creates security and safety. And uh, I would love to move into some questions to close this beautiful spiritual hot mom conversation. Okay. Um, Yes. You're like, okay, bitch, tell me these questions. You're like, you didn't prep me on these. Um, You didn't prep me on any of them. (laughs) Well, I gave you a slight rundown. (laughs) I gave you the rundown in my head. But Sam, I would love to hear like one year from now, what is something you hope to have in your life? A house. (laughs) Your your dream house. I do know this. Yeah. So Sam is working on manifesting her dream home right now, which is actually my next question. What is the biggest thing in your life that you're manifesting right now? My dream home. I'm ready to nest. I am ready to decorate Mm -hmm. Violet's room how she likes. And I'm looking at everything like a blessing. Like, would it have been nice to already have the home before she was born? Yes. But now I get to decorate her room with her and she's obsessed with like the ocean and Moana and Paw Patrol. And I'm just ready to be like in one spot and like make memories in that house. And I feel like she's still young enough where we can do that. I love that. And what are three things that you do daily to feel like your best spiritual hot mom self? I mean, this is such a small one, but moms know when they don't do it. If you are not hydrated as a mom, like you are like running on empty. You need to be making pretty water. You need to have your water with lemon. A lot of times I have a water bottle with like chlorophyll drops in it. It's all about like the hydration because I noticed that like I just moms just do for others before they do for themselves. And I get it. That's the season we're in right now. Like your kid wakes up, your kid's hungry your husband's looking for his keys. Like that's, that's my mornings. The dogs need to be walked. The dogs need to be fed. If I don't start the morning with water, I'm probably not drinking water till like lunchtime. I'm not even kidding you. I love that. I love that. What are two other things that you do every day to feel like your spiritual hot mom self? I have to get sunlight on my face. I have to go on some kind of walk. I have to like put my toes in the ocean And then this isn't every day. This is more like once or twice a week, but find a workout that works for you. For me, it's Pilates. Like I love, I've reshaped what being fit as a mom means to me now. And like, 
I don't have the kind of time to put on muscle. I don't have the kind of time to get as lean as I was pre-baby. So what is a realistic figure for me? And it's like home-cooked dinners, Pilates, and I call them like little baby muscles. I've got like little baby Pilates muscles. (laughs) Sam has a very hot mom bod. Mm. Thank you. As I'm drinking my water. (laughs) (laughs) Hydration. Hydrate, bitch. Vibe higher and hydrate. What about you? What do, what do you do every day? Um, Honestly, mine's very unrealistic, and I'm very aware of that. I am such a mystical woo-woo bitch, Sam, and I'm trying to, like, share more of that. But I meditate every single day. I go on a walk every single day. And now it's like I'm really entering my, like, I don't even have an exact word for it yet. But essentially, I'm really tapping into my divine masculine energy and healing that part of me. So the part of you that, you know, makes a plan, and then, you know, you just kind of give up on it after two days, or just really adding more sacred structure to my day. So, you know, as a mom, it's super hard to have a strict schedule. And I would never tell anyone to have a strict schedule. But how it looks like in my life now is like, okay, this day, I film this day, I do editing things this day I do crystal light love and lace things and you know adding more sacred structure to my life has helped me embrace the flow more can I share something you taught me and has helped so much bitch yes always okay so one I've got two things one is just something that sometimes you say that makes me laugh and you'll be like I don't know I'm a weird bitch (laughs) it just is like like, cause you could give me like your whole morning routine and I'm thinking like, wow, like I definitely cannot do that with a toddler, but then you're like, I don't know, I'm a weird <laughs> And then the thing that's helped me is that you taught me that meditation doesn't have to just be sitting in a room or sitting. It could be like my walks by myself or even pushing Violet in her stroller. That is a form of meditation for me. And I told you that when I'm not feeling my best self, I go on a walk. Or if somebody said something rude to me, I go on a walk because I'm not, I can't just react right in that moment. Like I'm the person that I need a second to like think about it. And the only thing, since I am an antsy person, the only thing that feels good is like going on a walk. It feels like something I could do, how I could take action in that moment. And you taught me that that's my form of meditation. Yeah, I think knowing what works best for you. And some days, you know, my meditation is sitting in front of my altar and doing that. And some days my meditation is rocking Lila in the rocking chair. And I think it's being open to things looking differently, but it's showing up to the ritual of your life. It's showing up to the practice of your life of knowing that just because like, okay, Sam can't go on a walk at 6am and her alarm doesn't go off. So then the whole day's ruined and she eats like shit and she thinks like shit and she talks like shit about herself. Like it doesn't have to be that downward spiral. And I think that spiritual hot mom shift of like really just being open to the flow, but having this little sacred structure in your life of there are things that you're going to do every day and you stop kind of like negotiating with yourself out of them. Yeah. And I'll just, sometimes they look different. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. my walks are with a a toddler who doesn't want to sit in her stroller. So she's walking next to me and we're walking at a snail pace, but that is the walk. Mm-hmm. One thousand percent. Well, I have loved this so much, Sam. I am yes, so grateful to have you as one of my dearest friends. Again, I'm not gonna cry. I need to ugh, pull it together, Marissa. Um <laughs> <laughs> I just love Sam so much. She is one of the biggest blessings of my life. And do oh, not I love forget. You too. Oh, I love you more. Well, Tan Sam or 
Sam, tell people where they could go follow you and find you and stock all your things. Well, definitely check out the vlogs every Wednesday, Sam Oscrawl on YouTube and on Instagram and on TikTok. I'm not as uh, consistent there, but I'm there. <laughs> but she's there. She's yeah. taking up space. She's making it known. Yeah. No, Sam's vlogs are amazing. If you have not watched Sam's videos, make sure to go subscribe to her. She is amazing. And um, hopefully we will have Miss Sam when she's at a slower uh, chapter of her life. I'm trying to convince her to do a segment on this podcast, Moms Who Manifest with Miss oh. but in front of everybody so I have to do it (laughs) in a slower season excuse me we are we are go with the flow here but I love you so much Sam and thank you you so much thank you for having me thank you